keeping you a step ahead of the changing world of business. This is Voice America Business. Welcome to the Quantum Leap Catalyst with Terry Ostrowiak. In the next hour, Terry and his guests discuss how to accelerate your business success and turn possibility into certainty. So turn up your speakers and hold on. Here's your host of the Quantum Leap Catalyst, Terry Ostrowiak. Hi, good morning, everybody. This is Terry Ostrowiak speaking. I know that we have a lot of listeners around the world that are listening into this program today from many different countries. And we're going to be talking about achieving quantum leap results in our business. It has to do with stretching ourselves to go beyond self-limiting barriers and being just average to achieve results far greater than we ever believed possible before. It also has to do with creating a culture that causes people in small businesses particularly, as well as big businesses, to use their strengths and creativity to attain quantum leap results. And that sounds extremely extravagant to talk about quantum leap. Most people just want to achieve some of the goals that they set for themselves. But today we're going to talk about how can we make huge jumps forward, maybe even sudden jumps forward into our business and make our businesses what we always dreamed or hoped that it would be. Our guest this morning is a man from San Diego. His name is David Larson. He's a chief operating officer of a company called The Small Business Company. And what's interesting about it is that the Small Business Company is an organization designed to really make contributions to small businesses around the world. David developed and applied his unique, what he calls, vital marketing initiatives to a variety of clients. He's been a successful entrepreneur that has spans anything from startups to high-tech to low-tech, subsidiaries and small companies. He's a published author, and with his partner, Stu Schreiber, they have written a book called Dare to Succeed in Your Small Business. He's worked with large organizations like DuPont, American Express, Gerber Scientific, Ag for Gavert, and he's honed his branding and international sales and marketing skills. But his real interest has always been in small and home-based business owners, and that's what drives his passion today. So I'd like you to welcome this morning Dave Larson. Dave? Hey, good morning, Terry. Glad I could be here. Sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> That's what we're going to do this morning. And we're going to talk a little bit about Quantum Leap and what Quantum Leap is. So I'm going to start off this morning by asking you, how do you understand those two words, Dave? Well, I thought your explanation before was pretty good. Quantum meaning something that's far beyond anything we usually think of. And leaping, well, I just think of a, a big tiger or something pouncing and just, you know, just uh, going far beyond what we're used to. That's about what it is. In fact, when we talk about quantum leap, we mean, or in fact, this is a definition that I'm using for myself to describe that terminology. A quantum leap means achieving a result that we have never previously conceived of as being possible for ourselves. In other words, if we had thought that it was possible, then it probably isn't a quantum leap. It's a big jump forward but it's not a quantum leap. And they call me the quantum leap catalyst or maybe QL Cats because that's the name of the, the website and you're free, anybody who's listening in this morning, to come to qlcats.com and see a little bit more about what we're talking about. I'm a catalyst. As a catalyst, I look upon it as I'm simply an element, one of two elements. When I work with my clients as a catalyst, 
I'm one element, the client is another element, and if we can create a certain chemistry between us and mix the ingredients really well, then we can create even a third element. So you'd even see that as, a, as the definition of synergy, one plus one is equal to three. So if I can share some of my background, some of my energy by asking the right kind of questions, I can help my clients to be able to achieve goals and results that they never, ever thought of as being possible before. And it's, it's, there's nothing magical about it. It's just simply that it's very difficult to do th- these things on, the, on our own in businesses. Most times we're just so busy just trying to achieve our own goals and, and keep our heads above water. So to have a sounding board like that makes a huge difference. Dave, tell us a little bit about in your life. I mean, you've been in these varied businesses, uh, anything from printing to high tech and uh, even into film festivals. Dave also uh, has worked on film festivals and very, very interested in, in, the cinema, in the cinema area. Dave, tell us a little bit about what sort of quantum leaps have you had in your life? Well, I, I, I was uh, just mentioning to Terry before we came on air how I probably spent half of my business career, over, 30, over my 30 years business career, about half of that in high tech, working for major corporations, smaller divisions, and about half of it working in small business, even owning and running my own small business. So, uh, boy, the difference between the two is not as far as people think. Uh, as a small business owner, you're putting in significant hours. You're just buried with every aspect of the business. When you go to work in, uh, for high tech or something in the, in the large business area, you're, you're pretty much uh, relegated to one specific area. Like you're in charge of marketing, so you go put together the marketing plans. But at the same time, you're sucked out of all that once a year, usually in September or August, to start putting together the huge plans for the following year. Tell us about one time, Dave, that you had to do that and that you were able to make that leap. We were, oh, I was working for a, a high-tech company, uh, division of DuPont up in New Hampshire, and we had a three-day retreat with the top executives of the company. We'd been slogging through the first day and not getting anywhere because as soon as anyone came up with a brand-new idea, a brand-new direction they thought the company ought to head in, there was one person that just kept raining on that parade. Isn't it amazing that there's always one person in a group that seems to think that their attention-seeking behavior has got to divert the, the, the goal of the, of the meeting, for instance? That happens, and on a pretty regular basis. I, you know, it, it, uh, some of it is because I think they're trying to be just so practical, like, we can't go there. Remember, we tried something similar and it didn't work, or we uh-huh. can't go there because our direction is a, in our in our bylaws or in yeah. our mission statement, it says we can't go there, and it just is such an inhibitor to where they could possibly expand it. And you can almost see immediately the, the whole place just dampens, the atmosphere well, gets closed in, and everybody just withdraws. And the, body language, the body language says it all, Terry. Yeah. We, you know, people fold their arms. You see them plastering themselves against the wall. They start looking at watches. You know, um, we were in the midst of one of these, and it was not going anywhere until we had a young vice president of engineering take his wallet out of his pocket, and he slammed it on the right on the table in front of everybody. Everybody jumped in their seats, yeah. got everybody's attention, broke the spell, and he said, "Okay, let's look around the room. There's 12 of us sitting here. In my wallet, there's 10 million dollars. 
We have all our experience. We don't even work at this company right now. We have all our experience, all our ideas. Okay. We have $10 million. What are we going to do? It, it, at that moment, it actually freed up everybody from the past. It freed them up from all of their preconceived ideas, the things that were inhibiting or stopping, at them, and stopping them, and it just exploded. So what really happens many times in businesses that we're so busy with just operating our businesses and keeping our heads above water, and then somebody comes in or something happens that suddenly projects us into the future, as this young executive suddenly did for you. And that had a huge impact on you, right? Oh, what happened fantastic. It wasn't just that moment and what it did with that group of people, but how it affected the way I looked at that kind of catalyst, that kind of energy, that kind of positive, non-negative response that really opens things up. Now, it's, it's nice to be able to say that now in retrospect looking back, but when you run a small business right. and you get buried with everything yeah. and you're the lone person, it is really, really, really difficult to rise above that and get that spark. Right, so that was that was kind of challenging in a way for you. But what exactly? What was the effect of that on you personally? That that slamming down of the wallet on the table and suddenly seeing this future vision. What did it do for you at that moment? Freedom. Yeah. Freedom to really explore. Freedom to go places never thought of going before. The the freedom to to throw ideas out on the table up against the wall, see if they stuck. And not be criticized, not be, not have any negative right. feedback because anything and everything at that point was open. Now you've worked you know, a lot in in corporate America and uh, and in big businesses. And today we're talking about small business development. What is what has to happen in small businesses for them to have that kind of experience? In other words, that type of quantum leap vision, because. When it's just a one-man show or two-woman show or uh, maybe just three-people show, are people not sitting around having discussions or going on retreats? So how do we develop something like that? Well, you know, I find it interesting because I ran my own small business uh, a couple different times. In fact, I'm with, with uh, my business partner, Stu, right now uh, for the last few years as we developed a small business company. I look at how I felt each time I started one of those companies. I felt that energy, that spark, that enthusiasm, the idea to do something new, to branch out, go out on your own, very scary when you have a wife and a couple kids, to move out in that direction. But you lose it. Yeah. You, you, the day-to-day pressures. pressures and the stuff. Right. That just rains down on you. It's the problem solving. It's the firefighting. It's yeah. the biggest... That is the, as stupid as it sounds, is the is probably the the thing a small business person prides themselves in most. They put on their yeah. fire engine hat right. and they go out and start putting out fires and they feel like they actually accomplished right. something. That's the distinction really that I wanted to make today, that when we're in small businesses and we're fighting the fires, we somehow don't think that we have the luxury of being able to think ahead to something, to a different way of thinking. And that's very often why a catalyst, it doesn't necessarily have to be a professional catalyst, but sometimes a catalyst brings in this additional element and gets people to sit back for a moment and say, hey, wait a minute, there must be more to this business. There must be more fun that I could be having while I'm trying to earn a living. Fun. Oh, my God. (laughs) Fun. 
that that's how the word, you sold it. <laughs> that, that, that's the word a lot of small business people uh, haven't used in a long time. Right. You know, they get tugged in so many directions, okay. their family on one side, the customers on the other, every, right. uh, every other aspect of overhead and everything else that is just stifling them. Okay. So we're going to be talking about that this morning. We're going to talk about what would a catalyst do in a situation like that and how can we introduce some of those lessons from big business into smaller businesses and uh, maybe find a way to add an addition, additional amount of fun. To I'm, ready, I'm ready to hear about it. <laughs> Bring it sure. on. Yeah, we, that's exactly what we're going to do. I just want to invite any listeners this morning to tune in if they want to. They can be calling, for instance, into the show and they could be just dialing in at one eight six six two three three seven eight six one. That's one eight double six two double three seven eight six one. Or if you're outside of the United States and you can't get onto that number, then just simply send me an email right now to Terry at QLCAT. That's quantumleapcat.com. Terry at QLCAT.com. And uh, we'll be very happy to chat with you this morning about some of these things. So let's hear about some of the challenges you've got in small businesses and uh, tell us a little bit more about how that works. So in a moment, I believe that we'll be going to a break. And um, just after that break, we're going to be talking about how do we introduce more fun and excitement into our small businesses? And very importantly, what are some of the things that we can do to accelerate a quantum leap result in our businesses? So stay with us until just after the break, and we'll talk on from there. Hi, everybody. This is Terry Ostroviak back again. The Quantum Leap Catalyst is the show that you're listening to, and we're talking about how can we create quantum leaps or quantum leap results, in, particularly in small businesses, but it would apply to any business. And we're going to be talking this morning in the next segment about how we can add more fun to the business that we're in. And in addition to that, what are some of the steps we'd have to take to make that quantum leap? In fact, we have a caller that's just come online. His name is Rick. Rick, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I'm up, uh, well, I'm, you're in San Diego. I'm in, uh, in Burbank, San Fernando Valley. Oh. Okay. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Rick. Uh, what are some of the issues you've got in small businesses? Uh, yeah, I got a, um, a shoe repair store called The Better Soul, and yeah. um, um, it's in a little uh, strip center. Had it for about three years. Um, it's just me there, and um, I'm, I, I seem to be doing okay. My customers seem to like, uh, you know, like the work that I do, but I'm just barely squeaking by, and uh, my wife, you know, is putting pressure on me, and the kids need uh, need more things, and and I just need to I need to increase my my business. Okay, what is it that really bothers you about the situation, Rick? Um, I think the the pressure and 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 the stress, and just trying to give my family more. Okay, so it's not so much about the actual business itself, it's the pressure of being able to earn enough money to meet some uh, obligations that you've got outside of the business, is that what it is? Well, I, I just feel like I could do more or I should be able to do more or maybe I should open another store or maybe, you know, I, I, I've tried a bunch of things 
Um, I do um, uh, some coupons, advertising things, and I tried ads and everything, and I, I just seem to be in a rut. I just, I mean, I just, my business just seemed to plateau. Okay. So that sounds pretty tough for you right now. Well, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm almost ready to open up. I mean, I'm working 10-hour days, and, and um, I work Saturdays and Sundays uh, part, you know, part of the day. Wow, that's really difficult. I'm going to ask Dave to just talk with you for a moment. He may, he may have some ideas that might be helpful. Dave? So in, in hating to use cliches, uh, so the baby needs a new pair of shoes? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. Well, the babies are a little older now, but uh, yeah, um, uh, everyone can need, uh, can need uh, uh, so a better soul. How how busy do you keep? When I say busy, how busy do you keep with customers? Could you ha- can you handle that much more work just yourself? Well, I rearrange my shop so that when I'm doing the when I'm when I'm actually doing work, I could be I'm facing the customers and I can talk to them. And and um, um, it, it's only at certain times, like before lunch or after lunch or after school gets out, or Saturday mornings where I get uh, too many customers in, where I feel that maybe I'm over overwhelmed or I don't have, I, I can't talk to everybody. So you you do it sounds like have room to take on more business. It's just a matter of getting new customers in the door. Well, yeah, I, I, I could, I could, um, I could do, I could do more. There are times when I'm, I'm caught up. It's not, it's not that I'm busy all the time um, doing repairs and, and, and that. Uh, but I just have to be there because, the store's open. And you might, I'm, I'm assuming you have a lot of repeat loyal customers as well, don't you? Yeah. I, I, well, I've been three years and, and I have, I have, I. Yeah, regular customers. I have I have regular customers that that I see all the time, and um, um, yeah, that I know some by first name, and and uh, I mean that's that's one of the um, benefits I think of 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 the business is just having these you know having customers and and becoming friends with them and 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 seeing them seeing them often. Well, it sounds like you uh, uh, you've tried a number of marketing ploys, and like I always like to think, if if whatever you're doing isn't working, it's time to try something new. I guess that's what Terry's always been talking about with the right. quantum leap. That's the idea behind it, Dave. Yeah. But, uh, so, how do I start? Do you know, the, the interesting thing is, and I just I just want to uh, uh, sorry. I, to use a different name for a moment. Rick, what I was thinking about was sometimes when we're in a business and we're getting some kind of results and we want to get another type of result, we sometimes have to do something drastic or something dramatically different, but it's very difficult to do that because we, we, we do the habitual things every day if we don't consciously think about it. So if we have to make some kind of quantum leap, let's say, even in a small business like that, the first thing that we need to do is we have to understand exactly what the problem is. In other words, what's really bothering you most about the situation? Uh, I think that I can't, um, I can't provide my family with all I'd like to. And, and okay. So you just feel the pressure the whole time and maybe the guilt of not being able to come up with enough money. Yeah. So then that sounds like the problem. 
Now we've got to look and say, what is, the, what is it that we need to be able to do there? So maybe it's uh, to increase the cash flow, to increase the number of sales that we've got. And Dave is really special in this particular area, and he knows a little bit about how, what kind of add-ons or what kind of strategies you could use in order to increase the amount of money that was coming in. So Dave, why don't you give Rick an idea here? Uh, a couple things that, you know, one of the things that we touched on, and you have some very loyal repeat customers. Uh, have you played much with, and very inexpensive, uh, the idea of doing a referral program or have a uh, bring in one pair of shoes or, or give a free checkup to the shoes you or your extra pair of shoes or free cleanings or things like that to stimulate not only bringing more business from the loyal customers you have, but also bringing in some of their friends, some of their new business. You know how people do... Now, you're in California, right? Uh-uh. Burbank I'm is? in San Fernando Valley, yeah. San Fernando, okay. Uh, so you end up with... It's not as extreme as you get during the real seasonal areas, like you get horrible slushy winters and things like that. But people in Southern California still, their sandals during the summertime... They uh, put on heavier, heavier uh, shoes, so le- leather sole during the winter. Uh, you know, their, their shoes, just like their cars, can probably use a checkup, too. Have you thought of approaches like that yet? Have you tried anything? No, no. I'm, I, I don't know. I'm sort of um, at a loss as to whether I'm – I don't know if I could get um, the customers to spend more or whether I need more customers or and, – and, and how to go – how to go about it? Um, I'm, I'm situated between um, beauty salon and um, a laundromat, so um, it's, it's sort of an interesting Sounds spot like the that perfect I'm at strip and gets people walking around and everything all the time. Do you know how many of your customers you get from the beauty salon? A lot of ladies going in there on a regular basis. Do you, do you um, get much get, overflow from that? Yeah, I get some people that come in. You know, I get some people, some women that come in and. Um, uh, it seems with the price of women's shoes that they're, you know, I do a lot of uh, uh, heels and, and, and clean up the shoes. And, 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 of course, men's soles are probably my uh, my biggest uh, my biggest item. But I, I, I'm just um, um, I'm just at a loss as to how to get more people in or, or what to offer. Uh, you know, sometimes also, Rick, one of the things that needs to be done is not to get more people in but increase the value of what they've come in to uh, to do the, initially because they don't think about those extra things. So, you know, if, do you have, you have time to talk with these people? You're not under a great deal of pressure most of the time. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if that's the case, then maybe sometimes just simply suggesting, uh, uh, I mean, Dave mentioned it a moment ago, maybe um, – a shoe, what did you call it, Dave? You, you called it a, a shoe checkup or a... Oh, yeah, yeah. Give it, well, you know what, I... Boy, when you mentioned that there was a beauty salon next door, all of a sudden my mind started going, ooh, ooh, what a nice co-promotion. While the ladies in there getting their hair cut, while they're getting something, let me just take, take your shoes and freshen them up a little bit. And all of a sudden, a, a, a polish, a little, oh, uh, the little rubber tip on that and that heel that needs to re- be replaced, some ideas. Yeah, this is the moment. Lengthening, lengthening the uh, use or the life of that shoe. Just, boy, I tell you, women love their shoes, so there's nothing more important to them than, than seeing, their, um, seeing their favorite, favorite shoes right. 
extend their life. Rick, we are about to go into a break right now, and uh, you're welcome to stay with us. But was that helpful for you, some of those so. ideas? Yeah, you gave me some, some things to think about. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm willing to try anything. Um, okay. So we're going to go to a break in a moment, and then once we've done that, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about what other ideas we could come up with. Thanks very much for calling in, Rick. Appreciate having you. We're going to the break right now. Stay with us. We'll come up with some new ideas on quantum leap results. Hi, good morning, everybody. We're going back, in, going back into the show, and we've been talking about quantum leap and what that means in a business and what is a quantum leap catalyst. So we're going to talk about that in relation to small businesses today. My guest is uh, Dave Olson, and Dave uh, runs a business called a small business company. And Dave, I just wanted to ask you a question. What are some of the biggest challenges you've got in running the small business company today? Oh, boy. Where, where do you want me to start? Well, just <laughs> select one. <laughs> what is your major challenge right at this moment? Uh, probably raising money to take the company to the next level. Okay. I think we've kind of established where our vision is. Yes. Although, interestingly enough, we've watched that vision change and, and move some over the years. Uh, the one thing that is constant is we want to provide a simple, easy solution for small business people to be able to go in and focus. And I think we've created that in the book and the CDs that we've established. Now it's getting that to market and getting that in front of them and raising the money to help do that and coming up with other innovative ways we can possibly partner and do some other things to uh, allow us to launch launch some of our marketing programs much faster. Right. It's a, it's a challenging marketplace to be in, I imagine. And that's why you want the money, right? Well, you know, one of the things we noticed is that there is no one that owns the small business brand. It, it's an unusual space. There's a lot of companies you know that kind of help out small business. When, pe- when you think of software, everybody thinks of Microsoft. Right but they don't actually own the small business brand. We're talking about the micro business, one to five employees, a lot of sole proprietors, somebody that started up a business out of their home, bought into a janitorial franchise. Right. You know, the gentleman Rick we just had on the phone that, that has a little shoe repair store in a strip mall. There are millions and millions of businesses like that there's 46 and a half million businesses like that across America that do less than a million dollars in sales every year. Right. That's both home-based as well as storefront businesses. Uh, and every one of these people, we found, interestingly enough, they were never trained to run a business. They weren't necessarily educated in it, nor were they trained at all. So right. they don't have the expertise to go in and solve. Right. That's why I like what you're doing. Uh, how do you help? these people actually gain that expertise in the quantum leap area? Well, first, the most important part is that I can act as a catalyst with them. And so in this segment this morning, I'd like to just briefly talk about what exactly is coaching. People really don't understand what coaching is in relation to, for instance, consulting. The key distinction between being a management consultant and a catalyst here or being a coach, and I'm using that as a, as a euphemism for coaching, the word catalyst, is that a coach stays with the client while they're battling through whatever challenge it is um, after a goal has been set up. So I'll go through the steps. In fact, if anybody wants to have a look at it, it's on, on the website, on 
my website called the Quantum Leap Catalyst, and it's at qlcat.com. Step number one in it is that the catalyst always focuses on the agenda of the client, not on their own agenda. When a management consultant comes in, for instance, they have an agenda. They have a whole procedure that they go through, a whole system. But a catalyst's job is to tune into the needs of the, of the client and find out what their agenda is. Then, very importantly, in any coaching procedure, a consultant will talk as the authority, whereas the, the catalyst has an adult-to-adult relationship with the client, meaning we talk, let's say, man-to-man, we can call it, peer-to-peer, or woman, man-to-woman in a sense in this, in this instance as well, where each person has an equal right to be, to be sharing their knowledge and their information. So I'm not really giving advice to people through questioning and asking for permission to give, to, 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 to question or to ask questions that sometimes might be a little bit tough and get people thinking deeper than just simply the obvious superficial answers that they may come up with. Many times we can find out what the real issues are. And in small businesses, we just don't have somebody to talk to. It's such a lonely place to be in business when we're running our own operation and we're waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning and we're worrying about what we have to do and how are we going to pay the bills, how are we going to get, keep the doors open, how are we going to look after the, the other staff, how do I get that extra money for my family? So a catalyst is enormously helpful for people. The next step in the process is to walk in step with the client while they're going through the whole process and assist them, most importantly, to create a completely different vision as to what their business could look like. That's really the idea behind it. The next part after that is simply to challenge the client to raise the bar, to think of a new way of doing things. When we're in our business, we just don't think about stuff like that. We have enough problems. What I want to think about raising the bar. But if a catalyst is really worth their salt, then the idea behind it is that they must raise the bar and help the client to look at a completely different way of operating. So it's like a huge breath of fresh air coming into a business. In a sense, that's really what I wanted to do with you for a moment uh, this morning was just chat a little bit about what that process is all about. Well, Terry, you know, you, you're talking about catalysts. I've worked with a lot of consultants during my career. Right. We have to go to a break right oh. now. So um, let's come back and we'll talk about that in the last half. Thanks so much. Good morning again. This is Terry Ostroviak speaking from San Diego. My guest is David Olson, and he's with a small business company. And we're talking about how do small businesses and people in small businesses make want to live. So I'm going to just chat with Dave about some challenges that he's got at the moment. Show me how it works, Terry. Show me how it works. (laughs) This is all new to me. All right. So a moment ago you said one of the biggest challenges is how to raise money to take your business to the next step. Yes. All right. Tell me a little bit about that. what What is it that really bothers you most about that? Well, interestingly enough, very much like Rick with the family pressures. Yes. Uh, when you go into your personal life and know what, how that drives a lot of what's happening. Um, you know, the things that are happening in my life with my wife and she's got a sick mother and all that. And then, uh, of course you get the, we need more insurance. We need more retirement. We have to start thinking about that. I mean, that's what drives a lot of that. And when you know you have a product that, or a service that's working very well, then the next steps are, uh, how do I get that out to the marketplace? And for me, it's, that's the marketing. So you need, we need the cash for that. 
Okay, so you obviously have decided that there's a vision that you have uh, discussed with your partner in the business. What are some of the things that you want to achieve in that vision? What does it look like? You know, it comes down to actually touching the lives of thousands and thousands of small business people and making them successful, either putting them in a business, getting them started and launching them successfully, or taking somebody that's in a small business and making them more successful. You know, Dave, when we were chatting a little bit before the show about where you are and what you're doing, one of the things that really impressed me about your attitude towards business was just that very thing, that the major drive in for you and your partner in the small business company is that you really want to be helping people, contributing to, to small business owners, much more than you want to just use this as a tool or a mechanism for raising a lot of money so that you guys can become wealthy multimillionaires. <laughs> oh, don't we all? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we do want those kinds of things, and we hope that maybe something will just fall from the sky and <laughs> we could suddenly be that way. But the thing I, I, I realized from chatting to you that the driving force beneath everything that you're talking about is that you genuinely want to make a contribution to many, many people in small businesses. And that's the vital part of, of, of uh, the drive that you've got. Now, if you had that additional money and, and then you're talking about that vision, how do you see it? What does it look like? Create a picture for me. You're a very visual kind of guy. Um want to get to the point where small business people, when they think of, gosh, I need something. You, I'm, I'm thinking brand right now. Yes. To the point where if I were a small business person, I want to get to the point with our business so that someone says, geez, I really need some help with my small business. The first place they're going to start is a small business company. Right. And they're going to find coaching yes. provided by... You know the the incredible Terry Ostrowiak. You know, they're, no, they'll find products and services. We put together some deals with some incredible people. You know, and they're able to walk through and focus in specific areas in their business using our simple four-step dare dare to succeed in your small business process that we develop that allows them to to really clear their cobwebs away, right. go focus in a specific area, solve that problem, and then move on. Have okay. a plan in place and move on. Because most, most small business people don't have a lot of extra time to right. go online and chat, to right. do much of anything. So raising the money then for some for a venture like this to really make it big and to elevate your business, as all small businesses want to do, to elevate their businesses to a new level, what are some of the challenges you have there? Um, actually... Getting in, getting in front of people that might be interested in investing is not that, not that big of a problem. Having them take that leap is something, uh, and maybe it's because we associate our name when you say nobody owns the, the small business brand. They think of the billions of dollars it would cost to do that. Uh, we don't see that at all. Yeah. Because nobody, nobody is really talking about helping those micro small businesses. Everybody keeps on talking about small business and that's, you know, that's the 100 employees or more. That's a $10 million, $20 million company. Now, we're talking about companies that are doing right. 50 or or $100,000 or under a million dollars. And there's So there's a credibility gap uh, in, in raising money that's, that's hard to breach, isn't it? I mean, people have got the money. Uh, they may be enthusiastic about you and the idea that you've got, but getting them to part with it and, and maybe even to become partners in, in a venture like that, that's the tough part, isn't it? it? It's all risk. I mean, for, for, yes. for investors, it's all based on risk. So yes. they want as little risk as possible. Yes. The thing that they would love to see is, oh, you, 
you're already doing $20 million a year in All sales. Right. Oh, here, let me loan you some money. Uh, that's not where the where we sit right now. So that, that's been the, that, that's, that's the constant challenge right. that we have to, the objection that we have to overcome on a regular basis. Yeah. Okay. So if there was some way I, as a catalyst, could help you to, uh, to look at that and, and maybe market or, or maybe position yourself more effectively so that maybe some of those investors would say, hey, you know, these guys really do have a good track record and maybe in other businesses and they really do follow through and their word really does count. And uh, maybe I'll take a chance on them. Would that make a difference for you? We're going to bring you along for our next negotiation, Terry. <laughs> you sound like the perfect guy to be in the room. We'll have you do all the talking. <laughs> no, that's, that certainly wouldn't do very much for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like where you're Because going. it's your business, and I wouldn't do it anyway. That's not my role. <laughs> my role is help you to think through that process yep. more carefully and to position yourself. And positioning is, a, you know, that's really the yep. major statement. How do you brand your business? in such a way that people recognize that it has the potential that you talk about. I mean, you certainly do have a tremendous amount of uh, experience and very varied experience, and your partner as well, in uh, many different types of businesses, so you know exactly what you're talking about. But in a, in a market that is as cluttered as an American market as compared with other countries, just to be able to stick our necks up and say, here we are, guys, uh, <laughs> how, do we get, how do we get people to recognize the value that we're, that we're offering? That's the really tough part of the process, isn't it? Oh, in, in America, they, you talk about how long people listen to radio stations, maximum yeah. 10 minutes. They get yeah. bored so quickly. Right. They're so, so used to uh, being pitched. Where did I hear uh, there was some statistic about how many ads people see every day between magazines and newspapers, radio, TV? Hundreds and hundreds they deluged with. So to, to set yourself apart, you really have to do something different. Right. No, I can understand that. So that's really tough. So maybe what we need to do then is we need to sit down and really create a, a more tangible way of enticing people to look at the business as a real uh, opportunity to get a return on their investment. Um, that's the ticket. That's what you're looking for. Sure. Okay. So, well, you put that very succinctly and yeah. simply. Yeah. That's part of what this coaching thing is all about, isn't it? That's right. The, the whole quantum leap catalyst. Exactly. Okay. It, it's about really being clear on what it is that we want and learning how to verbalize that and then going another step forward, and that's actually documenting exactly what it is that's bothering us and what the challenges are, and then most importantly, how do we overcome those challenges? How do we overcome the barriers? that are stopping us from achieving that. It's, it's almost impossible to do it on our own. It's, it's like uh, trying to play um, doctor for ourselves. <laughs> and it's like my wife often says, uh, in fact, one of her doctors once said to her, oh, so you hear, again, uh, you just really come for a second opinion. <laughs> you really worked out what the, what the solution to the problem is. <laughs> and so many people in businesses do exactly the same thing. They think that they can work out these things on their own, and many times they can. But we can speed up the process. Really, that's the idea behind it. Well, I think you also run into a little bit of a gender thing here, too. Guys like men like me yes. don't necessarily ask for directions. I that's feel like right. I got my pointers and I know my compass, right. the wind drift and everything else. Right. I know how, uh, in business, it's, you know, you figure oh, I'll just pull up my bootstraps and work harder and something will right. come out of it. Okay. But having a fresh voice that, that comes into, oh, is that, that's, there's nothing better than that. Right. And if you're open to it. 
Yes, I'll be quite frank with you and tell you that, first of all, um, the idea of having a catalyst is not for everybody. And certainly the idea of being coached is not for everybody because there are a lot of men, as you say, that really is a gender issue, that don't want to take any advice or guidance. Not that I give a lot of advice. I just simply ask the questions, in fact. The tough ones, though. That, oh, absolutely. <laughs> like this one over here. I mean, the, the ones that, you know, the ones that, that, in a sense, are blocking us and that can help us to move forward. You were going to say? Well, I, you know, I, I, I came from the world in, in the high-tech business area where we get consultants, and I heard a, the actual definition that finally made sense to what a consultant does. Yes. They take your watch off your hand, they tell you what time it is, and then they put the watch back on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny that they say that. And so, um, very importantly, we need to, you know, we need to make that distinction. That is the distinction, in fact. The distinction of walking in step with a client until the result is achieved. Not simply uh, coming up with a plan, handing the plan over to the client and saying, okay, I've done my job, pay me, let me get out of here. <laughs> and and that, that, the main distinction has to do with, uh, with whose agenda is this. This is the client's agenda. It's not... It's not the professional or the consultant or even the coach's agenda. So people think they're doing coaching, business coaching, but in fact they're not really. They're just becoming glorified mentors, sharing their business experience. Well, you know what? I guess that was the difference when you were talking with Rick. Yes. You were getting to different areas where you were, um, you actually coached him and, and, and walked him into the area that was really bothering him, kind yes. of made that centric. Right. Now, I happen to have some expertise in marketing, so you kind of tossed it over to me, and I was more like a consultant. Hey, why don't you go next door and offer this okay. and do this marketing thing? Right. Which is uh, is my natural inclination. I guess that's the real difference. Yes. In fact, that really is the real difference in the process. That's. I mean, it's so easy to give advice, and we love to do that. I mean, it's it's really satisfying. <laughs> I want to help, but but who really wants advice? <laughs> It's like my daughters many years ago, they would come to me and say, Dad, we have this problem over here. And uh, and then I would say, okay, girls, uh, this is what I suggest that you do. And they would say, with Dad, with about 14 A's in between, Dad, we're not looking for a solution. We just want to discuss the idea with you. So I learned how to get into this coaching thing very, very early. My daughters taught me how to do it. <laughs> That's how it works. And, uh, I mean, that was very significant. Unfortunately, I learned from things like that. <laughs> so that made a big difference. So when we talk about quantum leap, once, once a catalyst assists people to define what sort of vision or what kind of goals they want to achieve, and vision is different to goals, but when they can create a vision, meaning that I can actually see and literally touch the things that I want to achieve in my life, in my business, and, and help people to define that clearly and then to be able to document it. If we can't write it down, we probably haven't got it. So that's part of the function. Then we say, all right, now, how do we take people to the next step, which is where the quantum leap comes into it? So when we talk about a quantum leap result, it's a result far beyond anything that we've ever conceived of as being possible before. Now, that sounds extravagant, and I said that maybe it sounds just so magical that people couldn't conceive of themselves doing that, and many people can't. But I've had some sort of experiences where I have been able to do that, and that's made a difference. Um, the idea behind that is simply helping people to create a new vision. In other words, expanding it massively 
And then just working back and going through the steps, step by step. It's a very structured process, and it does make a huge difference. So, Dave, I want to thank you very much for being with us today. Ah, my pleasure. This has been (laughs) fun. You know, Terry, this has been the funnest one hour, (laughs) most fun, of course, that that I've had in a long time. Oh, that's great. Why do you say that? What was it about when you say you had fun? What, what was valuable? You know what? You made it. I, I watched the way you worked with Rick, uh, the way you're, you're interacting with me. You make right. it easy to uh, open up and expand uh, and, and just converse. Okay. Uh, you aren't threatening me as a as yeah. coming in as a marketing expert or something right. challenging my marketing expertise. Right. Or it is a it is a dialogue. In fact, that's yeah. exactly what it is. We have a a kind of conversation, and it might seem on the surface like it's it's casual, but it isn't. It really is a it is a kind of coaching. So you have a whole scheme going on here. You, <laughs> you're some first of you're you're like brainwashing me somehow in a good way. <laughs> yes. The idea behind it is that I've, I, I have to I have to ask for permission, Dave. And I did ask you for permission this morning as to whether I could ask you some of those tough questions, and you said sure. okay. And I, you know, just a lot of people think, well, you know, I'm the expert. I'll come in and I'll tell you how you should change things in your business, or how you should run your business, or how you should change your life. Uh, I don't operate that way. I just I, I, I feel enormously privileged that people would even allow me to work with them. But it is, I mean, I do ask the tough questions, and I hope that I do it in a, in a gentle way. But I do ask tough questions and help people to go way beyond what their normal thinking would be. So when we talk about quantum leap thinking, then that's vitally important. Thank you very much, Dave. I just want Terry, to... thanks for having me. The pleasure, Dave, any time. Next week uh, on the show, the Quantum Leap Catalyst, I'll have another guest with us, and that guest will be Dr. Scott Clark. He is a businessman in San Diego. Uh, he asks questions. How would your organization benefit from higher levels of emotional intelligence? People talk about um, IQ. He's going to be talking about EQ, the, the emotional quotient. What does that boil down to? It boils down to how do we behave, in, for instance, in a crisis situation? How do we create really adult teams? where people are helpful to one another. How do we create, even in a small business, how do we get everybody on track, particularly in family businesses? We often find that uh, there's a lot of dissension. And so we need to uh, get everybody facing the right way and moving towards a common goal, create a common vision. So we'll be talking with Dr. Scott Clark next week, uh, same time, on Voice America and... uh, Tune in again to at uh, it's 8 a.m. San Diego time, Pacific time, to the Quantum Leap Catalyst. Good morning. Speak to you again soon.